1: hey guys what's going on Jeb here and welcome to coffee and crypto your morning show where we bring you everything that you need to know on Bitcoin the cryptocurrency market as we to- show you the news the bullish the bearish the trade setups and more this is your home for all of your cryptocurrency technical analysis needs we're gonna have a great show today guys we've got a lot of great content for you there's been some major 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 strides in adoption over the last 48 hours on Bitcoin Verifone. you might not be familiar with that name but if you've ever been into a gas station or a supermarket or almost any retailer in America, that little black thing that you stick your credit card in, that is a Verifone device. They are everywhere. There is about 40 million of them in the United States alone, and Verifone is going to be allowing for cryptocurrency payments. is one of the biggest adoption stories cryptocurrency has ever seen. We're going to be talking about it today, and we're also going to be talking about how Bitcoin has broken bullish above one of the most important resistance levels that it currently faces that we've been talking about for the last several uh last several days here on this channel we've been talking about why we think that bitcoin's going to be going up to 50,000, 55,000, 60,000 in the next 30 to 45 days. The first step has just been taken. We have a lot of great news to bring you today and I can't wait to dive on into it. If you were looking forward to today's show, smash that like button. We're going to have a heck of a time. I'm joined as always by my co-host, Tam. How you doing, Tam? I'm
2: doing good, guys. I am excited about the show. And for anyone thinking or wondering,
1: am I too late? You, you are, are not, not too late to Bitcoin. You are right there We're in the beginning talk about of it. Today. Come on. How about that Plan B price prediction, by the way, Tim? But a boom. Forty-three thousand dollars was Plan B's price prediction for the end of September. Looks like he's going to be within a thousand dollars because Bitcoin did break bullish yesterday.
2: At the end of the day, I, I feel like let's go ahead and give him a win. You know, yeah. it's the last That's day. A win. He's sitting right there. It was hovering right there at the end. I I feel like that would be so. Stupid to say, oh, well, at the end of the day, it was actually 44. Uh, you're wrong. Like, no. My man killed it. Plan B, congrats. Absolutely did. You can share the Hoddle trophy with me, but uh, that's because
1: well, I humbled it. Tim, you have, you have some set decorations behind you, don't you? you I... Have,
2: You know, yeah, uh, we discussed that this morning. Uh, That was a quick fix by uh, our friend Smey. Yeah. Because I suggested putting a a shelf right there to hold the HODL trophy that is
0: traditionally (laughs) sitting on my desk. Uh, So he took it out on me and, and... well, I'm he said his uh, his background was kind of boring, so I wanted to spice it yeah, up. So now more. you he have two Tims. My was kind of two boring,
1: Tims so. for the price of one. That's what you get here at Coffee and Crypto. We are also yeah. joined, as always, by Smay, my beloved producer. How
0: oh, look, doing? it's in my background too! Whoa, I didn't even notice that. Oh, uh, yes. So, anyways, guys, oh, cool. I, I want to take this moment to, uh, just like every morning, give a nice big shout-out to my members. First of all, I want to give a shout-out to Alan Carey. Got to meet him on the uh, yeah. webinar yesterday. Yeah. Uh, very nice to meet you, my friend, and also So thank you so much for supporting the channel and being a member. Heck yeah. Uh, Next one is Michael, aka Freakers. Thank you so much for being a member and uh, supporting this channel. And then MD Studio. Thank you so much for being a Jedi Knight. We really appreciate the support, and if you guys don't know what the membership program is, uh, there's a link in the description. It's how you guys can support the channel, and it's really great, so thank you guys so much.
1: Shout out to all of our members. We're very appreciative of you guys. I want to personally get you guys a community set up like a Discord or a Facebook. We're working on stuff like that behind the scenes so that we can continue to go even deeper with you guys. Really appreciate it, and I had a great time on our webinar yesterday. Oh, so we'll fun. be having another one of those next month, I do believe. We don't know the date yet, but we are planning on having another one coming up, so make sure you stay tuned for that. Without much further ado, let's go ahead and jump onto my chart. First thing that we're going to do here is we're going to go over what the market has been doing. I'm going to give you a brief rundown because we've pretty much been talking about Bitcoin all week. We have been hammering home this topic that Bitcoin is going to break bullish out of a certain pattern. So let's go onto a clean chart and I will show you what we're talking about. We're going to start here on the four hourly chart so that we have enough resolution to draw our patterns. The first thing that you need to see is this downtrending level of support on Bitcoin. You can see it over here on our already put together chart, but I'll show you it right here. This downtrending level of support forms the bottom of what we would call a falling wedge. You can see the falling wedge right here. And in fact, we had resistance that Bitcoin was testing up until yesterday sitting right there. This is very, very important because Bitcoin over the last 24 hours actually managed to break bullish above that resistance. Take note of this, guys. This is what we mean when we say critical resistance has been broken it might only seem like oh bitcoin moved a thousand bucks whoop-de-doo it moved two percent right that's such a big deal no it actually really is because as we've talked about we got to take those first steps towards those bigger major steps that we can use to get back up to our local highs this downtrending level of resistance based on this touch here and this touch here was broken yesterday just as we talked about it would be we broke it with a lot of volume and then guess what happened, guys? We came down and tested it. And as Tim's been talking about for the last two weeks, volume's really important. We bounced off of it with very, very little volume. What does that mean? See this low volume right here? It means that this bounce that we've seen over the last 12 hours on critical previous resistance now turned support had very little volume, meaning that the Bears attempted to stop this rally, and they failed. That's a very, very important point. So that's the context of what's going on right now in the Bitcoin and cryptocurrency markets. But let's go ahead and run through all of our technicals so that we understand where we are. One of the first things that I want to bring to your attention, I have shown you many times here on the channel, and I'm going to show you again, it is the fact that we still have not played out this bullish RSI divergence. I know, I know, I sound like a broken record. I've talked about this so many times, but it's important, guys. Bullish RSI divergence is very rarely ignored. RSI divergence is one of the most powerful tools that we have at our disposal to Understand where the market is going from a technical standpoint. It is one of the most powerful chart formations you will ever find. This RSI divergence has been in effect for two months now, and it does predict a massive rally on Bitcoin. It's one of the reasons why we think that we're going to be breaking bullish here, and so far that has come to pass. Another thing to look at here on the daily chart has to do with the MACD. The MACD, as we've said, has been converging on itself for the last uh, 10 days or so, but over the last 24 hours, we saw a massive amount of convergence here on the daily chart MACD for Bitcoin. This is a really big deal because if Bitcoin manages to stay above $43,000 like it is right now, then in the next couple of days, we could see a bullish MACD cross on the daily chart for Bitcoin. The last time we saw a proper bullish MACD cross was well over two months ago on July the 20th. What happened on July the 20th? That was the very day that this rally kicked off. So needless to say, a bullish MACD cross on Bitcoin's daily chart would be absolutely massive. Make sure that you're watching that MACD. We will keep you up to date here. Now, I've already briefly mentioned how we've broken out of the falling wedge, but I do want to give a little bit more context to that because there is actually one more resistance level to be looking at, and this is our next step. Bitcoin broke this downtrending level of resistance, but now there's an even bigger one in play. We have this downtrending level of resistance constituted by the high here on the 6th of September and then also on the 8th of September. And that gives us a downtrend looking like this. That means that our next major resistance level that we need to be looking at is sitting right here around $44,000. And in fact, it also lines up with our previous local high that we set on the 26th of September. What we're looking at right here is that our next major local resistance level is convergent resistance resistance what does that mean it just means that there's resistance on top of itself meaning that it's even stronger than it otherwise would be sitting at $44,400 right there notice bitcoin bounced it looks like we're going to continue to the upside here we saw low we saw low volume on this correction so we should be in good shape i think in the next 24 to 48 hours we're going to see bitcoin rally and attempt to move up towards that $44,000 region and our next major resistance sitting at 44400 Remember, guys, we are going over our bullish technicals right now. Here in about 15 minutes, we're going to talk about the bearish technicals. Frankly, there aren't many of them, but then we're going to dive into our concluding segment. I'm going to be talking about all of the news. We're going to wrap everything up. I got some questions, and we're going to dive into some discussion. Here in about 10 minutes, we're going to pause and read some Super chats. so make sure you stay tuned. We've got a great show lined up for you here. Another thing to show you on the uh, four-hourly chart for Bitcoin is the fact that there was a bullish MACD cross here on the four hourly. This is a pretty big deal because the last time we saw a bullish MACD cross was right over here on the 26th of September and it did precede this little bump. We also saw a bullish MACD cross here on the 22nd of September which was followed by this little rally. Hopefully we'll be able to rally farther than that. I think we will. Nothing to look at here on the four hourly chart shows up on our VPVR guys. The VPVR shows us where our major levels of support and resistance are and as you can see one of our first big levels of resistance past the 44 region that I was just showing you shows up right around Uh, 45700 So this is a zone that we've been looking at and that we'll continue to look at, but also pay close attention to this $44,300 zone because that has to do with that convergent resistance that I showed you a little bit earlier. One more thing to show you, and this is really exciting, guys. I love seeing this. Let's go ahead and go in here. I was showing somebody how to do this, so I have it turned off. We can see that there was a strong buy signal that showed up on Lux Algo here. Let's make sure we're set to 12. We are. There was a strong buy signal that was set up here on Lux Algo. Now, we've had a couple of re- relatively iffy signals recently on Lux Algo, but for the most part, this is a very, very good sign. Why? Because it is const- it is confirmed by multiple of other indicators. I would never encourage you guys to trade based off of just one indicator, even one as powerful as Lux Algo. But through all the technical analysis we've been doing this week, I am very confident that this strong buy signal from Lux Algo is giving you a really good signal. And I don't have time to go into it today, but I've actually been toying around with something called market cipher which you guys are probably familiar with if you look at market cipher don't have time to go into it today not going to overwhelm you trying to explain it to you right now market cipher is giving us a lot of buy signals and we will talk about that in upcoming content which also aligns with our lux algo it's really really cool something kelly has been walking me through another thing to look at here on the four hourly chart is that we have broken through some pretty major resistance namely the 20 exponential moving average you can see we've tried to get above it recently And that's because we're in a downtrend. You get above it and then that's right around the time you're going to fall, but we've gotten above this and it seems like we're holding above it. Why is that important? Let me pause and explain. The 20 exponential moving average is so important. I have an entire dedicated video to it in the course. It is one of the most important levels that we need to be paying attention to in cryptocurrency because it tells us when we're in an uptrend or a downtrend. It is showing us right now that we are moving into an uptrend on the four hourly chart and you definitely, definitely don't want to be missing out on that information. Same thing down here is said for the one hourly chart. We've rallied up above that level and we are currently using the 20 exponential moving average on on the one hourly Chart as support. That is a major sign that we're moving into an uptrend. So, a lot of great preliminary signs right now. Taking a look at LuxAlgo down here, we can also see some interesting things. I swear, LuxAlgo, as great as it is, it does take a little while for it to load. It's got a lot of math to run. We had a strong buy signal down here on the hourly chart, and then we're also seeing a take profit here, but I think that this is going to continue. So, For the most part, that is, I think, everything that I wanted to show you guys on the technicals. Tim, I'm probably forgetting something. Is there anything that people need to see that I'm not seeing here?
2: Well, um, so as far as the charts, I think you hit it right on the head. What we need to see, and and you talked about this a little bit, but I think going back and revisiting the thought for a second, what we need to see is the volume continued uptick to confirm this trend. Because right now, I will say when you look at the volume compared to other tops, which we're not a top, it is a lower top still technically, but it is actually kind of – Helpful to see that volume slightly higher than other tops. However, this is nowhere near where I would love to see this volume uh, get to to confirm uh, the upward movement. What is really cool though, and I don't know if this is on the document because I found it like literally five minutes before the show went live, is the fact that the fear and greed index is sitting right now at 20. And for those of you who want to know about the fear and greed index, you buy when that fear and greed index goes low. And when it gets a little high- Got it up on my screen. Get a little skeptical. Got it up on my screen. We are sitting perfectly right now. When I told you guys earlier, if you think you're too late, it's not true. Because what's funny is the fear and greed index went down today, despite the fact that the price has gone up. And this is a great, great buy signal I think we're about to see from an on-chain metric.
1: Yeah, absolutely, guys. Make sure you keep paying attention to those on chains. We bring you them every single day here. The fear and greed index is one of the most commonly used one. It's sitting at 20 right now is a very good sign. Warren Buffett once said, you buy when there's blood in the streets, even if it's your own blood. A lot of people have lost a lot of money over the last month, meaning that they're scared. That is the best time to be looking to scoop up some crypto. But let's go ahead and move on here to some news, because we only have two news stories to cover in today's video, and both of them are incredibly bullish. Let's start here on my screen with this one. A new ETF launched in Canada will allow investors to gain exposure to both Bitcoin and Ethereum. I'm going to read a quote here from the article. The new ETF will be rebalanced monthly, does not utilize leverage, and will not pay distributions. It will gain exposure to Bitcoin and Ether by holding the Evolve Bitcoin ETF, EBIT, and the Evolve Ether ETF, Ether ETHR. So, this is actually a pretty big deal for adoption going on in Canada. And I actually tweeted about this earlier. You know, the funny thing is, when can go back to full screen, I'm done with the article the funny thing is, uh, Canada is actually beating us in the United States of America with the adoption of ETFs. If you don't know, an ETF, it stands for an exchange-traded fund. It's, sens- it's essentially a way of trading a, st- a, a commodity or, a, or an asset or something that's not a stock on a stock exchange. So you can trade a grain ETF. You can trade an oil ETF. You can trade a... Bitcoin and Ethereum ETF in Canada. But an ETF has still not been approved in any way, shape or form here in the United States of America. We have been talking about for four years about wanting a Bitcoin ETF. And we're going to discuss what that might look like a little bit later on in the show. For right now, I just want you to know that another ETF has gone online in Canada and it is going to be allowing other uh, investors in the Canadian market that are not willing to go on Coinbase and start having to deal with different keys and private keys and learn all this new technology. It's going to help people that might not be as tech savvy, get involved in cryptocurrency. So, so it's a pretty big deal when it comes to adoption. We will come back to this a little bit later on in the show when we get into our discussion segment. In about five minutes, we're going to jump into some comment reading. We're going to read some of your super chats. But first, I have to read what... Article, What I have to read an article that just blew my mind when I read this. Now, this doesn't look like a big deal on the surface because you probably never actually heard of this company, but I guarantee you, you've used it. Verifone to enable crypto payments at major retailers through BitPay. Before I even read this, so that you know what I'm talking about, I need to scroll down and show you a picture of what we're discussing. We're discussing this guy right here. This is what we're talking about. Give me a one in chat if you've ever used one of these at a gas station, at a grocery store, at a home improvement store, anywhere. Look, here's the thing: whenever you buy something in person, there is some kind of some there is some kind of what's known as a merchant service provider sitting at a point of sale. So point of sale just means that you're buying and paying where you are. So that's retail, that's um, a supermarket, anything like that, that's what point of sale is. Merchant service providers are different companies that help, uh, help to allow different merchants with different services take payments. So pretty much every single company that has a physical location in America either uses a Verifone uh, merchant service provider and a, a, a piece of equipment like this or they use a square merchant service provider they use a terminal from one of those two companies they th- those two companies combined probably have like 95 percent market share Verifone has, I believe it says in this article right here, 30. I want to say 36 million locations enabled in its, uh, in the United States of America alone. I don't know if that's in this article. It looks like it's not, but I was reading this elsewhere. No, here it is, right here. To put this in perspective, Verifone operates 36 million point-of-sale or POS devices and has processed over 10 billion transactions, generating over $350 billion per year. In volume. So, this is a ridiculously big adoption. What's going on here? Well, let me break it down simply. Verifone is everywhere. We've established that. Essentially, what you're going to be able to do is you're going to be able to pay in cryptocurrencies through a Verifone transaction and the, uh, through a Verifone terminal, and the merchant is not going to receive crypto. They're going to receive their local currency, so they don't have to worry about it. In fact, the merchant doesn't need to care at all. Your Target, your uh, Publix, your uh, Walmart, they don't need to worry. About about all the taxes and the accounting, all they need to do is to download a software update for their terminals and then all of a sudden, every single one of their customers can use cryptocurrencies if they would like. There's 11 cryptocurrencies that they're using. There is the list right here. This will accept Bitcoin, Ethereum, funnily enough, Dogecoin, Bitcoin Cash, Wrapped Bitcoin, Litecoin, and five US dollar peg stable stablecoins, Gemini dollar, US dollar coin, Pax dollar, Maker, Dow, and Binance USD. Interestingly enough, it doesn't look like Tether is going to be acceptable here. This is a major stride for the adoption of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies, and I think you guys know why. I saw a lot of ones in chat earlier, and that's because Verifone is everywhere. Anytime you get gas, anytime you go anywhere, you are using one of these devices. I compare what we're seeing here to the adoption of Amazon for Bitcoin. Why? Because Amazon services millions and millions and millions of people every single year. Verifone has has roughly the same transaction volume and roughly the same number of people using their devices as Amazon does in the United States of America. They're just not Overwhelmingly on the e commerce side on the internet. Now, Verifone does have e commerce solutions, but for the most part, this is for retail. If you want to spend your Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies in a retail location, BitPay has partnered with Verifone and you can pretty much do that anywhere. My closing thought on this is this What we just saw is news that actually broke two days ago. It went under the radar. Nobody talked about it. We saw it this morning essentially what's going on here is that almost every single retailer in the United States of America anyway, I can't speak for other nations because I don't live in other nations, but I've been all over the country of America and I see these things everywhere. Basically, every single merchant in America just started accepting Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies. Drop a seven in chat if that's something that you are excited for. I am so incredibly pumped for this, guys. This is realistically one of the biggest adoption stories we have seen in a very long time. We are going to come back to that and we're going to discuss what we think about that. I'm going to be tim and we're going to be discussing some things al- a- along the lines of hey should you actually use your bitcoin and cryptocurrencies at point of sale like this we're going to dive into all of that in our third segment we're about to go into our second segment which are our bearish technicals but first we're going to take a five minute break and we're going to read some super chats of so, tim what do we got we got some chats Hold first i think smay has a message for everybody Sme, <clears throat> you got a message
0: mm-hmm. like the stream
1: like the stream, guys. We got thirty-five hundred people watching us. Six hundred and fifty likes. We can get to fifteen hundred likes in the next couple of minutes. I know we can. We appreciate your support. Hold on, guys. I have a second message. Second message. Subscribe to the channel if you're not. Subscribe subscribed. to the channel if you're not already. That's absolutely. Like a good and one. subscribe that was
0: your turtle mandate for today like and subscribe all right we got one from liberty
2: above all saying do you think we're going to dip some more in this short term bit of a large descending triangle pattern on the four hourly chart extrapolating it out puts us down to 36 to 37,000. love you
1: guys i'm buying anyway that's a very good question and i'm actually going to be asking tim a question a little bit later about what he thinks could cause this rally to not happen so you're going to hear his thoughts and my thoughts on that a little bit later on the show so stay tuned good question
2: just so you before we move on just so you you know liberty above all i i saw this yesterday I, I didn't take time to reply to it but i don't like that argument that there's a descending i know that it's easy to look at the chart and say that you think that that's happening but i have a reason as to why i actually do not think we're forming a descending uh, a descending triangle pattern it's still a, a symmetrical triangle pattern but moving on we got one from genome unknown that's he said good morning team i'm completely new to the crypto space and own 2188 come on let's go if you were in my shoes would you sell the top to buy more ADA
1: or Bitcoin with the next bear market bottom. If you're only in uh, Cardano, then I would encourage you to diversify a little bit. You want to make sure that you have some Bitcoin and Ethereum. Why? Because Bitcoin is the largest cryptocurrency in the world, and because Ethereum has hundreds of billions of dollars of decentralized finance applications running on it, those two cryptocurrencies alone make up 65% of the entire market capitalization of Bitcoin. That just means that they make up two-thirds of all crypto in existence by value. You should definitely have some Bitcoin and Ethereum in there. In my opinion, I'm not your financial advisor, so I can't give you a lot more advice than that, but I will tell you, in my opinion it's just my opinion uh, I think that it'd be good to have a little bit more Bitcoin and a, a Ethereum we actually have a, a, a one of our salespeople uh, bought a ton of Cardano and we encouraged him hey you should probably diversify a little bit and then Cardano moonshot so he, we, we ended up looking well, silly you know in we that need one. To check
2: back in on, we need to check back in on what happened when did he diversify did he diversify at the right time because I think he was expecting for one more spike in Cardano that never came yeah so we, I need to check back in on old Gregory uh, next question we have from Fidel the, Oh, that query. query.
1: Hmm. This is my favorite part of the show. Drop a Fidel. one if you agree. I love watching Tim struggle. Said, uh,
2: what are your thoughts on the huge descending wedge on the weekly chart since January of 2021?
1: Yeah, so we actually have been looking at that. We generally don't focus on super long-term technical analysis like that, but it's it doesn't, it, it's really it's complicated, so it's not. It doesn't really look like a descending wedge is the problem. There's a flat level of support at twenty-nine thousand dollars, so that's where I kind of take issue with that. Yeah. I'd have to maybe see your chart and see what exactly you're talking about there, my friend.
2: Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Let me. Uh, the next one, yes, sir. We got one from Matt C. From He said, thank you so much for allowing me to be your guest host on yesterday's oh webinar. It was truly an honor to be a part of it. Sme, I owe you something nice for the Christmas for keeping my screen up. <laughs> yeah, we talked about that, Matt C. Yeah. We'll have to tell you about it later. There was no technical difficulty. Sme didn't
0: want to be rude and, and cut you off. I told him, like he literally well, said bye. It he was because I because up until that point, people were just like, Leaving themselves, and I was like, "Well, I Listen, didn't want to like kick at the you end off. of the day, I'll, I'll I, take all the messages I can get." No, no, no. Here's the here's the thing, guys. The, I wasn't here for the last webinar, so this was my first time operating Demio, so it was a little bit it was a little bit of a learning curve. But I think for next time, it's going to be a lot smoother.
1: Boom sauce. So, all right, we're two minutes away from going back into our technicals. We're going to talk about the bearish scenario and then we're going to move into discussion. So let's go ahead and read super chats. Yeah, we got
0: a couple more. We got Dan
2: Dennis Kelly just wanted to give $20. No comment. Thank, but you, thank you very you so much, much Dennis. Dennis. Corey said, I'm going to be driving this
1: bandwagon all day until the end
2: of the bull market <sighs> and beyond. But please, my guys, can we cover VeChain? Love the projects.
1: Love you guys. At uh, some point in the future, hopefully. Yeah, VeChain is a good project. It's just we want to make sure we're covering what the vast majority of people want. And that's why we typically cover Bitcoin, Ethereum, and Cardano. But VeChain is a good project and I do think it's a and investment. Thank you very much for the 1,000 likes, by the way, and also thank you very much to TZ for joining and becoming a Jebi Youngling. If you want to join the membership program and join our growing community, you can hit that join button right down below. Thank you very much, TZ.
2: Last one, I'm going to read, and then we're going to move on. Dan the Man, 1986, said, "Good morning, guys. Hope we all is well. Can you explain what an ETF is? Been hearing a bit about it, but haven't understood what it meant."
1: Thank yeah. You. Sure, yeah. We actually, if you tune back a little bit earlier on the show, we talked a little bit about ETFs, briefly what an ETF is. An ETF stands for an exchange traded fund. A fund is a, uh, a, a combination of different investments, and an exchange-traded fund is a way that that investment portfolio can be traded on a stock exchange. So if you want to trade corn, instead of going and buying you know, literally a truckload of corn and then trying to sell it three days later, you can buy an ETF of different assets and commodities. Cryptocurrencies fall into those categories. So an ETF is a security, is traded on a stock exchange, and it represents or does actually hold an underlying commodity or an asset like Bitcoin. Or something else, like you can have an oil ETF. So instead of having to take, you know, a thousand gallons of oil and actually take physical delivery of that, then you can go and trade an ETF around oil, and then you can actually uh, make a trade on that based on its value without having to take physical delivery of that. Same thing with Bitcoin.
2: Last thing before we move on, I totally forgot we have two new members Let's in go. the house. Kenneth Gardner is now a Jedi Padawan,
1: and Kezi is a Jedi Youngling. Shout out. Welcome to the team. Welcome, welcome. welcome, welcome. Welcome, welcome, welcome. We thank you. I wish I could sing. I would love that so much. Anyway, guys, we're going to go ahead and jump back onto my chart because we got some bearish technicals to talk about. It's not much, but we do have to make sure we're giving you both sides of the story. You guys know that we like to show you both the bullish and the bearish, and we tailor the show around which one is more... more, Realistic, and which one we believe is more likely to happen. I'll go ahead and tell you right now. I don't think the bearish technicals we're about to talk about are going to happen, but it's important that you know both sides of the story so you can be well informed so you can make the most of what you are doing. First thing I want to show you shows up on the 100 simple, on the 100 exponential moving average, and that is this. We actually have found resistance around the 100 exponential moving average on the daily chart, and we've been doing this for a while. Notice we were using this as a, uh, support on September the 7th and the 13th of September here. But as of this morning, we have currently rejected off of this. Now, I personally think we're just not there yet. I mean, it takes time to break resistance, of course. But at the moment, that is serving us as resistance. Another thing to talk about shows up down here on the four hourly chart, and it is bearish RSI divergence. That bearish RSI divergence shows up right here. You can see it on our tops. There is an uptrending level of resistance here on the RSI, downtrending level of resistance currently on uh, on the price action chart. That is bearish, and that does technically mean that we should be pushing to the downside. But of course, we have to make sure we're looking on both sides, this is one of those bearish technicals. Another thing to look at here on the hourly chart, I'm not really concerned about this, but you definitely need to know about it, is that we might be about to see a bearish MACD cross showing up on the hourly chart for Bitcoin. You're definitely not going to want to miss that because if we do see that bearish MACD cross, it could lead to Bitcoin going into a smaller uh, correction and maybe coming down here and having to test this support around $42,700 once again. So in the next three or four hours, don't be surprised if there is a small correction to the downside. Those are the technicals that I wanted to show you that are bearish right now, but I also need to run you through some of the scenarios that can play out. Because, again, it's very important that you guys understand both sides of the story. Looking at the four hourly chart, as we talked about earlier, and I want to bring Tim in here in a second because he's got some opinions on this, there does seem to be a descending triangle pattern. In fact, I'll go to a clean chart so I can show you. If you draw a downtrending level of resistance right here on Bitcoin, and then you draw a level of support right here on Bitcoin, then this does look like a descending triangle pattern, and descending triangle patterns are bearish technicals. In fact, if we were to go ahead and follow through on this, as... Uh, one of our commenters astutely pointed out we would be looking at at least a $32,000 Bitcoin uh, at least like a $37,000, $36,000 Bitcoin, if not quite a bit lower so Tim, I know you got some takes on this what do you think about that argument of the descending triangle pattern?
2: Alright, so this is, this keep is on my chart what I heard on. yesterday uh, and what I'm going to do, so just so people can kind of see what I'm looking at I am going to be using Bitfinex, so if you want to find the Bitfinex chart, I'm and on. let's start at the four hourly chart I'm going to zoom in here nicely. All right, so this argument that there is a a descending triangle. All right, so to have a descending triangle, you have to have a flat bottom. What are we looking at? Are we looking at candle bodies? Are we looking at candle wicks? That's the question. Are, you gonna, are we going to combine the two of them? I don't like this argument. Look at what we have happening with the bodies and the wicks over here on the 21st of September. The wick is significantly lower. And while the body is at a similar level as to some of those bottom wicks, it's not a flat... Piece. It's not it's not like it's it's actually even the wicks don't even always touch there. What I like to see is at least every single wick of every single dip come down and touch, but that's not even the case. Maybe they get a little close, but that's not even the case. At the end of the day, this is still a uptrending level of support a lot of people want to make, and I think it's a lot of bears, people with a worldview of saying, we're gonna see a descending price, we're gonna see the price fall. They see what they wanna see, and don't get me wrong, they they can make the argument all they want because in the same case, a lot of bulls see what they wanna see, and they look at the charts, and they try to manipulate their eyes and everything else to make everything look bullish. But here is my reason, not only am I not convinced with my own eyeballs that that is a flat floor of support, when you also combine, Everything we've seen happening in the sentiment in the in the on-chain metrics in the news we actually see cases for bullish movement which backs up if you use your eyeballs to say that's not a flat level that is a rising level it is still a symmetrical triangle pattern that's why i do not like people saying oh we're in a descending triangle pattern so we're gonna break bearish i don't see it that way
1: i gotta disagree with you here tim go for it i'll show you why here's the deal guys we have a couple of downtrending levels of resistance right here you can see one touch right there one touch right there then there's also a downtrending level of resistance right here and to be clear guys the title, when we're talking about a breakout, the reason that we're talking about a big bear, a big bullish breakout that happened, what we're talking about is this. This downtrending level of resistance that we were looking at over the last three days, breaking above this is a pretty big deal. So that's when, that's what we're talking about when we say breakout to the upside. But here's the thing. Wherever you draw this resistance, whether you draw it like this or like this, or you come in here and you draw it like this, yes, Tim is right. You can draw this uptrend like this, and it does end up looking like an uptrend. Here's the problem. Descending triangle patterns don't just need to have levels. They can also have zones if you draw a horizontal level right here as one of the touches that we have come into where we see that we came down here roughly right around this zone around 40 uh, on the 24th of September we bottomed out right here on the 26th of September and then here again on the 29th and then you draw a flat level right down here which connects some of these uh, wicks down here on the 24th of September and on the 28th of September then what that essentially looks like to me is that there is a flat zone of support that we can draw like this and I think it'd be kind of hard to say that that zone of support right there doesn't exist it is definitely true that if you were to draw a trend line the best trend line would be uptrending but if you were to draw a zone it definitely looks like a zone of support what but, you even, say but that?
2: even that so what i'm going to say and this, this is great this right here is is perfect i love it because guess where i learned my technical analysis from jeb but yet I disagree with his technical Go analysis. This is was great. Uh, look at that. I'm looking at what you just drew because I'm, I'm in like a 20, 10, 20-second 20 delay. That candle body on the 21st goes below. The wick yep. definitely goes well below. Yep. Also, let's zoom out for here for just a second. The reason I'm also saying this is an uptrending is that line that uptrends dates us back all the way to the 3rd of August, and that is a consistent line. We can find an anchor point back on the 3rd of August that actually connects all these dots in an upward trend of support. Also, when you go back and look, we're, we're in an accumulated phase right now. Even le- le- looking at the segments, let's go the dates between the 19th of September to today. The reason we see these prices happen the way they're happening is we're in an accumulation phase. We are accumulating. We're moving sideways. We're, we're doing what I've talked about before, and, and I didn't say this yesterday, so for all the people who missed it, what the composite man wants to do... The
1: composite man... ...is, is continue
2: to shake out all of the... All of the people who, who are, are hesitant don't know what's happening. That's another thing. When we talk about the fear and greed index. Why is that 20 number so big? Is because the composite man has done what he sought out to do is to scare people, to make people kind of freeze up and not want to do anything. Yep. And that's exactly what they're looking for. I agree If with that. you go back and you look at what we just saw, on, and you can stay on the 4 early chart, if you look at what we just saw between the dates of the 18th of May and the 21st of July, you... Could we make an argument there that we also have a a descending triangle? Because what I see there is kind of a flat, you know, on the, the, 20, the 19th of May, we came down here and touched, uh, what is that, 29,000? We touched it again somewhere 30. on the 22nd. We touched it again over here on the 20th. So easily, you can make an argument and say, oh, well, if we just stay in the zones, this is a descending triangle which breaks bears. What I'm looking at is I'm looking at a trajectory of what we actually see is the support is descending and we see the uh, the resistance is descending. This is actually a falling wedge, which we break bullish. Well, what happened over here on the 20th of July? We broke bullish. So was it a descending triangle, nice or was it a falling wedge? It was a falling wedge. Same thing, this is my prediction. I think what we're looking at right now is a symmetrical triangle pattern that doesn't start on the 21st of September. It actually started back on the 4th of August. It's bigger, and what's gonna happen is it it formed off of bullish movement. What happens when we form a symmetrical triangle pattern out of a bullish movement? We go bullish again. It not only backs up with the technicals, the news, the fundamentals, it it backs up everything like when you have all of those converge into one thought that is a confirmation thought to make a action an action move and literally when everything else is screaming bullish Why would we just go this one way and say, well, no, 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 let me me just say, uh, I want to make that
1: a descending triangle. I don't agree with that. I don't think that's how it actually should be read. We can agree to disagree. I still think it's a descending triangle pattern, but I do see your argument, and I am still bullish. I don't think the descending triangle pattern or symmetrical triangle pattern, whatever you decide it is, drop a one in chat if you agree with me. Actually, no, take that back. Drop a hashtag Team Jeb if you're on my side of this, and drop a hashtag Team Tim in chat. I want to see where people stand on that debate between the descending triangle pattern. No matter where you stand on this, here's the point I want you to take away from this. Number one, Bitcoin does always have bearish forces at play, and you cannot fall into the trap of ignoring those. If you do, you're going to get blindsided. You're going to get stopped out of a trade. You're going to lose money. You have to make sure you're looking at both sides of the story, not just the one that's more sexy. Right now, the bullish camp is incredibly powerful, and I'm very much a bull at this moment, but we cannot focus on just one side. On the other hand, and another point I want to make is that what you're seeing this discord between me and Tim is exactly what you need to be doing in your own mind every single day. You need to be looking at things and then having an internal debate between yourself and say, hey, it looks like this, but what about this? And then, well, well, hang on a second. This is actually saying this. You need to be thinking about these things. It is healthy debate like this that is going to spur your growth here in cryptocurrency. With that said, thank you very much for watching. We are not going anywhere. We've got another half an hour of content. We have 4,100 people watching. Thank you very much, everyone who has tuned in. Smash that like button. I know we can get to 1,500 likes here in the next couple of minutes. And also, so if you haven't already, make sure to follow us on our social medias. You can find us at CryptoJeb on Instagram and Twitter. You can also find us on Reddit, r slash Nights. You can also find us on Facebook. You can find us everywhere. Links are down below. And make sure to sign up for the Cryptocurrency Technical Analysis Academy if you want to learn more about technical analysis. It's where I teach you everything I know. Links down below. Let's go ahead and spend five minutes reading Super Chats. Yeah. Then we're going to dive into our discussion. So stay tuned. we got some great content coming up.
2: All right. Let's see here. we got one from Michael Dadimo. He said, what do you guys think about Theta?
1: What yeah, do we think about here. Theta? What do we think about Theta? I think Theta is a good project. I haven't personally used it, but everything that I can see, I think that it is a good project. Can't give you a lot of information there because, you know, my dad taught me to know your song well before you start singing, so I'm not going to sing on that one.
2: All right. We got one from Alessandro the Cynical saying, good morning, fellows. What are your thoughts on Cody and Cardano partnering with Cody to issue – my screen just moved – to issue their uh,
1: DJED stablecoin? I didn't know that was happening, so that one slipped my, I'll have to look into that before I give you a take on that one, to be honest with you. Uh, We just had a poll put up by, I'm assuming that was either Shannon or Taylor. Did you know our evening video series? Do you know about our evening video series called Crypto Bytes? 71% of you guys said that you didn't know about our evening video series called Crypto Bytes. Guys, we have an evening video series called Crypto Bytes. It goes up 6 p.m. Eastern every single day. So make sure to check that out. Tune back in. We got some great content over there.
2: Hmm. Uh, Let's see here. We got one from, okay. So I don't know if he's predicting I'm going to butcher his name or if I already uh, butchered it. Ennis. There we go. Merz, is that a J? Merslajack. This, is my,
1: like vowels, this is my favorite segment of the show. It's missing
2: vowels. This is my favorite segment of the show. I need more vowels. <laughs> anyway, he said, love the show, guys. Tim, you just butchered my last name. I, I mean, <laughs> he's making a prediction yeah. uh, that's hilarious you need vowels that's yeah. not enough you need vowels there's only one vowel in a four or a seven letter or seven letter word it, <laughs> it doesn't work uh, moving on Greg Gresick said encourage Matt C freaking love that guy absolutely great Matt is awesome he, he is the best uh, Rick Anderson said Verifone is simply buying your crypto as 200
1: IQ So yeah, no, that's 200 IQ pretty much. You're absolutely right. Yeah, we agree. We'll talk about that in a minute Uh,
2: Last one that I see here uh, unless something's popping up while I'm reading these Kyle Leatherman said in your opinion, how many cycles do you think it will take for Bitcoin to reach 1 million per coin or higher?
1: How many cycles do we think it'll take for Bitcoin to reach $1 million or higher? Frankly, I think the whole cycles thing in cryptocurrency is going to start breaking down over the next few years. And the reason for that is because the amount of mainstream adoption going on in the cryptocurrency market right now is absolutely incredible. You guys got to realize the amount of money that is locked up in DeFi right now is in the hundreds of billions. Like the amount of money in crypto is enormous. Mm -hmm. It is insane. I don't think we're going to see another bear market anywhere near as bad as we saw in 20, uh, thir- uh, 2014 or 2018. I just don't think it, I just don't see it happening. Mm. I don't see $2 trillion wiping out in cryptocurrency and us going down to like $5,000, 10000 $15,000 on Bitcoin and $1,000, $2,000 uh, or 1000 thousand, fifteen hundred 1500 on Ethereum. I just don't see it happening. I don't know how there's an argument for that. Anyway, the point is not to rant about bear markets, even though I can do that all day. The point is, where do we, how long it'll take to get to a million? I think it'll honestly happen within the decade. I really do. And the reason for that is if it's going to happen, it's going to happen very quickly. Now, there are a lot of people that are arguing that Ethereum is going to flip in Bitcoin because of all the things that you can do on Ethereum. I'm actually kind of warming up to that argument a little bit. I'm not there yet, but I am thinking about it. The fact of the matter is... Bitcoin is almost certainly going to go to $1 million if it stays as the top dog. If Ethereum takes it over, then maybe not. But I think Bitcoin is going to go to $1 million.
2: I was actually reading an article uh, from a financial specialist talking about how he was saying that Bitcoin is going to get to, he actually was talking about $6 million, the number $6 million, way faster than we actually think. And his, and his reasoning yep. was not only is the value of Bitcoin going to continue to go up due to what it is being that it has that fixed supply and, and ultimately demand over supply is going to increase the price. But he said, you're also, we're talking about dollars. We're comparing it to dollars. Well, what's happening to the dollar right now? It yep. is being inflated. So there's actually... There's a, he said there's a case to make, like, it's going to make $6 million, but is that even going to really be that impressive when you're talking about what's happening to the U.S. dollar yeah. being inflated more and more every single day?
1: By the way, the question earlier about Cody and DJ Ed and everything on Cardano, I have looked into this. By the way, I completely, I completely forgot what it was called, so I was a little bit confused when the question was asked. This is a very big deal going on on Cardano, and we will be talking about this in future content, but I did want you to know that I've been looking into this. I didn't miss this. I just was confused by the question. So there you go for everybody. Check my screen really quick over on the Daily Huddle, You can find an article here about this. Cody, to issue DJed, the first algorithmic stablecoin on Cardano. Make sure to check that out. We will cover that in the future. Definitely a big project going on there. With that said, guys, unless we have any other super chats that we need to read, we'll, I we'll get a, them to the end of the show. Let's go ahead and move into our final segment, guys. We have three segments in the show. We talk about the bullish, then the bearish, and then we go into a discussion. So here is the time where we're going to break down everything that we just talked about. We're going to move into some of our conclusions about cryptocurrency. Really quickly, I have a question for Tim. Tim and Smay actually I want to hear from both of you but first and foremost I want to hear from Tim Tim I'd say that the Verifone adoption of Bitcoin and cryptocurrency is one of the biggest news stories of adoption that we've ever seen in the cryptocurrency in the history of cryptocurrency would you agree it's definitely one of them yeah yeah it's definitely one of them especially
2: in, in the case of saying that Bitcoin is
1: money Yeah, absolutely. Now, there's a lot of people that say this is kind of a stupid adoption story because and and that other things like this are kind of dumb because who in their right mind would want to spend their Bitcoin and their cryptocurrency when they could hold on to it and make a lot of gains. But in the same article where we covered this earlier, I need to read a statistic here. Jump onto my screen really quickly. Recent data has found that 93 percent of crypto users surveyed would consider making purchases in crypto, which goes against this narrative that's pretty common in crypto that nobody would want to spend their crypto because then they wouldn't be able to hold it for value so tim my question to you is if everybody's fearing that they're going to miss out on gains do you think the everyman is actually going to be paying for services and goods in crypto and is that something that you would do which is so the number of of people wanting to pay 93 percent of crypto users surveyed said they would consider making purchases in crypto when, who, who do they survey they serve it. I can I, bring it up. I've right asked here. this before, like some of these surveys, I'm like, who who are you asking? Over 8000 consumers in the United States is what it says here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't like the
2: number of only 8000. I also would love to know where those 8000 come from, mm-hmm. uh, you know here's the thing we all have a different we all have a different place we've come from we all have a different level of, of experience uh, but I do think there's camps forming I I am not saying I think that percentage should have been zero but 93 you said 93 93 would consider is the terminology uh, I still don't like that number I still feel like that's a skewed number too well uh, to pump a, a, a thought that well we really could cl- actually well, do really
1: that. Cl- let's hear from Chad. hashtag team to pay or hashtag team not to pay. In the chat, I want to see if your hashtag team to pay, would you to actually pay. spend cryptocurrency for goods and services? Hashtag team not to pay. Tell us in chat if that's something that you would never do because you want to hold on to your crypto. Continue, well, Tim. I'm con- sorry. I, well, there, in fact
2: I, mean, I saw my sm- hair. Space chiming in. Mm-hmm. Let, let, yeah, nice. go ahead. In. I want to hear from you, oh, too. Like uh, I said.
0: Yeah, so honestly, guys, well, I have, a, so I have multiple th- opinions on this, but I think my first and foremost one is the fact that... Um, I think, especially considering this poll, I think the wording is very, very important here. Mm-hmm. Uh, how many people? Ninety-three percent said they would consider to pay with crypto. Also, did it did in the uh, educate me on this? Did it say at any point in the poll what they were time frame they were talking about? Because I feel like if you ask anybody just the blank question, would would you ever consider paying uh, for things with crypto? Isn't that the end goal of crypto? I think everyone's <laughs> gonna everyone's gonna eventually say. That's a good point. Yeah, uh, yeah, that keyword no consider is a the keyword there. But uh, you know, in terms of the short term, am I gonna go to a Verifone uh, point of sale and spend my crypto? No, I mean, me may no because here's the problem: I don't have a lot of it. <laughs> you know, I don't have a lot of it, and I'm trying to hold that until it's uh, you know until it really does reach a place where I feel comfortable starting to use it. But my other my other question was. Um, I'm pretty sure. Now, this one I'm not sure. This is this is definitely something I'm not fully educated on. But I'm pretty sure a lot of really big. I know that Verifone. Supplies a lot of point of sales to a lot of different comp- small businesses and stuff, mm-hmm. but I'm sure I'm pretty sure a lot of really big companies have their own proprietary payment system, as far as I know. So I mean, how big really is this in terms of like? Well,
1: what did Chick Fil A use? I feel th- I feel like a lot of the fast food places in America. Well,
0: very I can tell you what, based on that picture you showed me, they definitely didn't use that. Really? So Yeah. Huh. That's why. I, that's why. I, that's why I don't know. Yeah, you know, so That's that, why. Am I, where yeah. I don't know. Uh, last thing I'm gonna say. The truth is,
2: let me back up. I was not focusing on that keyword consider. Mm-hmm. That is uh, that is a keyword. Yeah, I, is. Now I get it. I'm like, okay, I can see the word consider. Uh, my brain was processing as if 93% of people said, oh yeah, no, I'll pay with Bitcoin. Because I'm in the boat of right now of would I consider pay with Bitcoin in the future? Absolutely, I would consider it but I am nowhere close right at this moment to purchasing. So if you said, Tim, are you about to go to the gas station and pay for your gas with Bitcoin? The answer
1: is no. Yeah. You know, the thing is, I am also on, I am, I'm going to disagree with Tim again here. And this is not a factual disagreement. It's just a, uh, you know, a personal thing. I would love to pay with crypto. Why? Because so much of my net worth is in cryptocurrency right now that frankly it actually makes things a lot easier for me because I'm so heavily invested in it. And also, I think it is going to take certain people that are interested in spending their cryptocurrency on a day-to-day Day basis, um, because they love the cryptocurrency ecosystem so much to help us get the, to the point where things are stable enough, where the rest of people are willing to do that. I think that what we're going to see happen is that in the same way there's in the same way there's a bell curve of adoption. <laughs> around new technologies, where once you hit about 13.5% of the population using a technology, then it goes parabolic, the same way we saw with smartphones, airplanes, trains, uh, indoor plumbing, electricity, all these things. Around 13.5% of the population using it explodes. I think we're going to see the same thing happen with Bitcoin and cryptocurrency payments, so that's something that I think will happen. Smay, do you have any closing thoughts
0: Yeah, so honestly, guys, also I think the biggest hurdle for a lot of people, including me, to start, as like, I know that we're building these fundamental systems now for people to be able to pay Bitcoin. I think the Hurdle we still need to get over is companies paying their employees in Bitcoin. Yep, Once that great. starts happening and people are getting a constant inflow of Bitcoin into the, and they're not just having to buy it then spend it, you know right. what I mean? Yeah. That is when I think people are actually going to start good point. spending That's Bitcoin. Because yeah. my my portfolio's not magically like you know
1: refilling, it, itself. refilling
0: <laughs> itself right? My dollars are, but because I'm working, yeah. but my Bitcoin isn't, which good means point. it's kind yeah. of a, a roundabout stupid thing to go buy Bitcoin and then spend your Bitcoin. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I, until people are getting paid in Bitcoin, I don't think this, we're going to really see this take any use. So, yep. it'll be, so I be think a couple the best years. thing
1: that we're seeing here, guys, is that the pieces are falling into place. We're going to see a lot of different people start to do this. Uh, Kelly even just super chatted, Verifone has more than 20 million Verifone devices installed in over 150 countries. That's basically our terminal businesses. That is what we're talking about. So we're building yeah. out infrastructure that we think we're going to be able to grow on in the future. Initial infrastructure in indoor plumbing and internet and electricity. Nobody was very interested in it because it's more expensive than it actually provided goods for but once the infrastructure was there it was a system that uh, had irreducible complexity to it it had to all come together and then boom it just works with that said tim i got another question for you yes we've spoken at length about why we think that bitcoin is going to rally and i think you would agree with me that we're going to see a very bullish october what are some things that could cause that to not happen
2: well okay number one thing and this is saying hey if this happens i'm wrong if if we are seeing a descending triangle that would form an opinion that we should go back down, at least to 36, 37, right? Um, you know that that does play into the Fibonacci retracement level. So, can you know does that come back and rear its head? Possibly. I'm more specifically looking at to to say that I'm wrong and to and to see the price go back down there. I've said this last couple of days what I am looking at is the volume. I think that we have seen a great shakeout happen over the last week and a half and I think now, you know, pushing through that first level of resistance, we're hitting our head on a level of resistance, but I think we're going to get the strength to go through there because as we said earlier in the show, it wasn't like there was a lot of volume and power from the bears to stop us from breaking through. They they had help from that level of resistance, but it's not like we just the floor dropped out from ethos what i need to see is the volume uptick and i think we're going to see it but if the volume does not increase with the green bars then I think we're going to come back down, and at least back down to the forty thousand dollar level we've been hitting. But we potentially could go even lower because I think at that point there's a lot of frustration. Now, do I think that is going to happen? Absolutely not. But what I am keeping my eyes on is the volume bar. I've even I'm I'm constantly checking different exchanges. I'm not just looking at Bitfinex. I'm looking at Coinbase. I'm looking at uh, what's a Bitstamp. I'm looking at multiple to watch that volume bar, and it is different. Uh, but that's going to be the key. Key indicator to me on what's going to happen with the price over the next couple of days.
1: Yeah, absolutely, guys. If the cryptocurrency market has a couple of things that I'm about to talk about happen, then I don't think we'll go into a rally. Here's the deal. Right now, the retail is following the institutions. The institutions have been buying the dip. We've seen that in the whale wallet accumulation. The fact of the matter is the institutions are buying up a ton of Bitcoin, which means that they're going to want the price to rally at some point in the near future so that they can make some money. And they do have control over the market to be able to do that. But if those whales and institutions decide, no, actually we want to get a lower low, and they see that the retail, which is us, is not very excited about Bitcoin and crypto and that we don't have a lot of exuberance, then they might try and crash it again so that they can get lower lows and then blame it on the descending triangle pattern or something of the like. So what we need to do is we need to make absolutely sure that we are continuing to stay fervent about the mission of crypto, which is to bring financial freedom to the world through liberating the finances of the world.
2: The other thing we have to have to have to remember, don't forget stories that came out that had a lot of significance. And one of the things we saw within the last week was the massive amount of Bitcoin being moved off of exchanges into wallets. Is there even enough Bitcoin there to to fully go down to 37000 with confidence. That's a question we have to ask. That's massively bullish. Everything else is massively bullish. Even Let's go back to Plan B. Predicted this 43 close to September. It looks like we're going to be sitting pretty stinking close. His prediction is that we're going to have a bullish October. So there's just a lot, a lot, a lot of reasons to believe for upward movement in price, not downward.
1: Absolutely. Well, let's go ahead and read some Super Chats before we wrap it out here.
2: Let's do it. There was one more thing. We were going to talk about... um, Eh, you know what? It's okay. We'll do Super Chats. Uh, moving to... We did the one about Kelly. We got one from Remo Rune. Ruin. This is fun. Buy Taylor a coffee for all of her help yesterday. Boom. D- I am biased here, but I think that uh, if we had an Employee of the Month award, Taylor probably would win. Taylor She's is freaking awesome. She's killing it. Uh, and I love her, so that's... Uh, there you go uh, uh, Fudo Kuko said love the gods guys what are your thoughts on EVM okay we're not going to talk about all the shield coins I don't know exactly what you're saying but Fudo Kuko Kuko Thank you for the donation.
0: Thank um, you. Love the gods.
2: Gutidious Telecom. Hey guys, what do you think of? Okay, here's another uh, Shilcoin. But I, I don't know if it's actually Shilcoin. So I'll read it. What Saitama is a oh it's Japanese city coin. So it is a like Shilcoin. Can it compete with Maya Coin market? Okay. Miami Coin. Uh, you know Gutidious Telecom. I'll, I'll let Jim give it a two-second
0: answer.
1: I don't think so. There we go. All
2: right. Uh, Juan Piedrahita. This is a one. He tripped me up the first couple times, Pidrahita. but I'm getting it. Pidrahita. Uh we have to we have to ask what kind of things a house or gas. So I think he's talking about spending on Bitcoin with Bitcoin. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Uh, L guy said, "Been hearing that V is dead. What are your thoughts?"
1: I don't think that it's dead. Um, I haven't seen a lot of crazy good news about it lately. Granted, I haven't been following it much because it's not one of my bags. I'm not invested in it. So. I can't really tell you. I think it's doing well, but there are some experts on VeChain here in the chat. So hashtag VeChain gang, whatever y'all's community's name is, represent. And let's hear what's going on with VeChain over there. Yeah. We got one from Corey
2: saying, hey, guys, while on the talk of volume, how quickly could Bitcoin and crypto get the volume we need to, to that could support the next leg up?
1: Very, very, very quickly. quickly. Yeah. It could come out of nowhere. It yeah. could come out of nowhere. And it would come from all of the institutions that are in the cryptocurrency market right now is where it would come from. Mm-hmm.
2: And especially, Okay, so what I was going to say earlier, I think I put it in the chat. Look at that, that Greed and Fear Index. I know people say it's delayed. It's okay. I want to read what it is today. Go back and look at the history. I, I don't know if we have time to do it. Go back and look at the history of the Greed and Fear Index over the last year. Every time we see a dip like we do... Look at the day we see that dip and go look at what happens in the price action. You see massive green candlesticks. I think today is going to be a green candlestick day and I think tomorrow will as well. There you Uh, go. So, Jeffrey Fritz. Let's go, Jeff. uh, Good
1: meeting you yesterday on the webinar. A
2: nice garage uh, home office. It was pretty solid. Uh, Don't confuse investment and spend. If I converted my paychecks into Bitcoin... To spend, I would spend it, but wouldn't touch my investments.
1: Great point. Yeah, exactly. That's kinda, my, and and that's my point. And that's my point is that enthusiasts are going to do it just because they can. That I mean, yeah. it's the same way. It's the same reason that people went and bought the original iPhone, uh, and they bought it, you know, the day it came out and stood in line for eight hours instead of just waiting a week and getting it for a fifteen-minute wait because they're enthusiasts. Yeah. We got crypto. I'm a crypto enthusiast. I would totally do that. It
0: makes sense if you've accumulated a lot, but yeah. if
1: if you're just getting into it or you have a smaller portfolio or you're still trying to accumulate, it's no, just not a good idea. I I agree i'm not saying it's for everybody i'm just speaking for myself it's something that i would definitely like to be able to get doing yeah. get we had, to do. we have one more super chat
2: that just popped up and i think this is going to be the last one before we wrap out the show with yes, uh, closing remarks but getidious telecom again said hey guys i have fifty thousand usd in 10 different exchanges is that enough? Do you think I can get to 500,000 USD this cycle?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, it just takes investment in yourself and understanding how to play the markets and trade and buy low and sell high and everything. Absolutely you can. Yeah. Look guys, it, there 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 is almost nothing that I'm going to tell you is impossible. There are things I'm going to tell you is hard. 10xing is going to be hard and you're going to need to invest in yourself. It's very important that you understand technical analysis, which by the way is why we created the cryptocurrency technical analysis academy. We have over 5,000 members who have learned everything they need to know about technical analysis. Drop a 1 in chat all my CT2A alumni to tell me if you like the course. That link's down below. You got to invest in yourself and your education if you want to do that. But yes, it's absolutely important and you absolutely can do it. I've done it and a lot of other people have done it. There's no reason that you can't. You got to believe in yourself and you just got to trust the process. You absolutely can, my friend, and I want to encourage you in that.
2: All right. Well, to close out the show, we need to update you guys on what is happening with our weekend price predictions. Let's do it. What is happening there? Uh, let's see. That is not the right date because I, I saw a prediction. Of, never mind. Um, we have less than 24 hours to declare a winner dun, 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 dun. for this week's Hoddle trophy. Here is where we are sitting right now. I have the highest prediction for Bitcoin of sitting tomorrow morning at 9:30, 44,300. Jeb is right below me at 44,000. Sme is the lowest at 41,892. So, Sme is kind of sitting here rooting for that uh, descending triangle to uh, to be a thing. Jeb is looking good with his price, sitting right above, but we'll see. It depends on how big that green candlestick is going to be, uh, but make sure you tune in tomorrow to see who wins. On Ethereum, I am the highest at 3,150 with Jeb right below me at 3,100 and Sme is the lowest at 2,906. What is the current price of Ethereum? 2,975. That is super close, but I think that falls into the Sme boat for winning, but again, I think Ethereum is going to follow the same trajectory bitcoin is so we do need to wait till tomorrow to officially declare the winner there last one cardano this one is one i don't think i'm going to win and that is because i went super high with a two dollar and thirty percent or 30 cent prediction jeb's right below me at 229 and smays at 212 cardano currently is sitting at 208 so it is firmly in the SME camp but we have to wait till tomorrow before we declare winner cardano is one of those coins that when you guys asked about can how quickly your volume come oh well, even better question how quickly can Cardano spike and fall? It's one of the best at it. So, Home's I'm
0: awesome. going to be honest with you. I don't think I'm going to win this week. I'm not very confident in my chances. Yeah.
1: I'm pretty confident that Smay is going to win. I think he's going to win. Really? You think it's going to go down? I don't know we Hmm. will see interesting guys guys if you enjoyed today's show make sure to go ahead and hit that like button we're so close to 2,000 likes thank you guys very much for tuning in make sure to tune back in 9 30 eastern every single morning we come and bring you the technicals and all of the analysis and some news that you need to know so that you can figure out what the market is going to do next if you want to be subscribed to one of the fastest growing analysis channels in cryptocurrency for the reason that we stand for integrity and humility and we're trying to bring you content with that in mind every single day make sure to tune in and also come back at 6 p.m. eastern because that's when crypto bytes comes out we're going to be doing a little five to seven minute video breaking down a market and you're not going to want to miss what we have to talk about over there we got some great content coming up for you for the rest of the day so you're not going to want to miss it also make sure to follow us on our social media as you can find us everywhere links are down below that's all i got for you today before i go i do just first want to thank each and every single last one of you for watching as always and i will see you guys in the next video peace
0: We hope you enjoyed listening to the Coffee and Crypto podcast. Tune in every day at 9.30 a.m. Eastern to watch live on YouTube. Follow us on our social media accounts at Crypto Jeb. And lastly, we want to thank you for supporting us here at McAfee Media.